Well, hello, beautiful. Welcome to Tea Cakes and Tarot Conversations with Queer Futurists. I am your host, Will Wilhelm. Today, we have a very exciting, very special episode because my guest today just so happens to be my partner. And because I have been recording these podcasts while sitting on the floor of their closet underneath all of their coats, <laughs> I have the special opportunity to bring them in a little bit early. So before we hop into our interview proper, I wanted to introduce you to them a little bit. So here we go. Please welcome the gorgeous and talented Christian Denzel Buford. Hello, hello. <laughs> okay, before we get started, I want to tell the people your one of your favorite quotes from one of your favorite musicals, because I think it says a lot about you. And that is, anything you do, let it come from you, from Sunday in the Park with George. Then it will be new. Give us more <laughs> to see, yes. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, because we're going to talk about all of the different spaces and roles that you occupy in our industry and in the artistic fields in general. And I just wanted to ask you first why you are compelled to fill in so many empty spaces. Because theater was a open space for me. And I think that through theater, I realized how important it is for people to have spaces where they can authentically examine their potential, mm. especially for queer people of color. Mm -hmm. I love that. Since we had our original interview, you've been doing a lot of amazing work with a collective, and I wanted to ask you to share a little bit more about that. Yes, you're talking about the blueprint. Yes. <laughs> um, it's it, I did not start it, but it is a collective of BIPOC professional artists. It was actually started by my really wonderful friend, Namuna Sise who I met at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, uh, where I met you. <laughs> and she basically approached me and asked if I would be interested in being a core collaborator for this thing and building a space for people of color, queer people of color of all walks, of all shapes, of all sizes, not even just queer people, but, you know, that's <laughs> obviously, I feel like my audience, a place where they can come and authentically train in what their dreams actually are and not what, you know, these white institutions tell us our dreams should be. Will you tell us a little bit more about what the mission is and what it was born out of? I feel like the mission is as multifaceted as we are as artists of color, queer artists of color. As much as it is a training, it is also an untraining, mm. <laughs> um, especially when you go through a, like a private white institution like many artists of color have. A lot of your cultural instincts are stripped away. And so we're building a space where we can re-examine ourselves as cultural beings and how we can infuse that experience into our work as opposed to hiding it. Mm -hmm. At the same time <laughs> that, you know, we are putting these emerging artists of color into rooms with more established artists of color so we can bridge the gap between the emerging generation and artists who have come before um, and opened many doors for us. Yeah. And it sounds like doing that on terms that you set for yourselves. Yes. You're able to celebrate those cultural differences as opposed to feeling tokenized or, you know, 
utilized mm-hmm. in an icky way. And not even celebrating those differences, but identifying what those differences are, you know, finding language and finding practice and how those differences unify us as opposed to tearing us down. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Now we're going to play a game. Are you ready? Oh my God. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, I hate games. And you know, I love games, but whose <laughs> podcast is this? <sighs> it's yours. <laughs> Um, it's really easy. It's a word association game. You know how that goes. Okay. I'm going to say one word. You just say the first word that comes into your mind. Oh God, this is so hard. Okay. No, no, no. It's not. It's the easiest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Just react. I'm such no. a thinker. I hate, no. I hate games where it's like, don't think. Don't think. Ready? <laughs> sure. Dance. See, this is like no. a choreographer. Creation. Oh, this is so hard. Chaos. Joy. Pain. Photography. Essence. Model. Yes. Writer. <laughs> Director. Christian. Denzel. Art. Politics. Theater. Magic. You did it. That okay. wasn't too hard. Yeah. You know. Now we're going to our interview, which was originally recorded on October 22nd, 2020. Can you believe it? <laughs> a whole year. No, only six months. Oh, God. It feels like it's been a whole year. <laughs> Back in time we go. How's it going, darling? I have to say, okay. I feel like that's been pretty consistent across the board with everyone, right? Yeah, we're doing okay. And sometimes but, okay. But actually, but actually, okay. Okay. Yeah, no, legitimately okay kind of feels like amazing sometimes. I've got my tea, you know, you said slippers and I was like, ooh, that's what I should have done, slippers. But... I know, I'm not wearing my fancy Um, slippers or your cozy slippers, and I honestly wish I were with these sequins. (laughs) So um, I'm so excited to share um, your many skills with everyone. Um, And something that really impresses me about the way that you wear so many hats and wear them well. um, Actually. Yeah. No, we haven't seen, I'm going to make a costume change, but later. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I love your mug, your little teacup, by the way. Oh, thank you. I just it got just it. Looks, it looks so much like the ones my grandparents had when I grew up. So strange. <laughs> um, so what I'm curious about is like, to, to me, your work pertains like a very, a uniquely Christian, like aesthetic or vibe, whether it's visual or not. And because you do so many things so well, even across like formats and mediums, I'm like, how do you preserve the soul of them all being like so uniquely you? Do you know what I mean? Like, how is there such consistency over all of your hats? Um, That's so funny because I feel like (laughs) none of my stuff is consistent. Um, Consistently me though, yes. Um, Yeah, that's what I mean. I think that's just because, I don't know, I'm a really personal person. So in order for me to work on anything or to start anything, I have to like, I have to, it has to be personal to me. I have to really love it. Um, I have to connect with it on some, uh, some deep level. So I think this, the stakes that I have in it um, and how personal it is to me, um, yeah, affects, affects how it, it gets made. Of course. Yeah. But how do you like, 
I feel like even when you get handed jobs that you didn't create, like, hey, please help us out with this thing. Hey, Christian, we just trust you to like, oh, we have a hole. We need to be filled. Oh, who can we call Christian? So even when it's a project that's not yours, how does it become yours through you literally just sort of touching it? Um, I know that's big I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, I don't know, in essence, that is like the magic of theater, right? Yeah. Um, receiving something, um, just like, yeah, I, like I said before, really caring about it to um, really take the time to investigate it and to digest it and to look around you and also um, think about how can I also be of service to others? Like, how does my part in it, like, um, how does it benefit the whole? I don't know. There are a lot of questions that I ask myself um, and I feel like they vary from project to project. Um, but I'm all about, you know, we are all about um, creating space for ourselves and for others. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a kismet. It's the magic of theater. It's the kismet energy. It is the vibe. It is, I don't know. It's all of those things working at once together. Hmm. Um, you're very good at being, you know, a part of a whole and filling in where people need. Um, but I'm curious about like, um, a sort of a, a project or anything that you've been dreaming about where like the whole, like the gravitational force at the core is like, you know, uh, is something is something that is like only Christians and other people get to orbit it if they are so lucky. Like, what would it be? What things are pouncing around your head that are like, you would never, I would never be like Christian, direct, produce, act, you know, star, write in one thing because I would be like, babe, I know you can do it, but you shouldn't, you'll go crazy. But like, imagine that there were 10 of you. What would 10 of you create? Um, that is so, that's so funny because, um, it's kind of difficult. I feel like having, uh, trying to navigate so many mediums because it's like, it's like all at once, it's like nine different people asking you to do something. It's like, okay, your director self is like, well, direct something. Your photographer self is like, what are you shooting? The writer you is like, have you written anything new? It's like, you have 10 different, like, people asking you to do something at once and it's just me. Um, and so that can be very overwhelming. Um, so, but I've been trying lately to find more projects where I have the opportunity to combine, um, uh, you know, uh, more, more numbers of the things that I like to do. Like, like you said, it's like, I can't, you know, I can do everything. I can't do everything, but I think um, that's how I have a conversation with myself. I have to be generating on a lot of different mediums um, in order to have the conversation that I want to be having. And so it's it's a, it's about for me not how many things can I do at once, but like what is a good balance of things that I can accomplish all together and make something uh, really wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like have so many more questions about about like the balancing obviously. Um, but really, I wanna, uh, tell me about balancing, right? Yeah. Well, what they don't I, know is the Libra rising. Mm -hmm. I want to loop in before we go any further. Like I want to loop in like your love and our love and our fascination with the classics 
And I know that you've been working with Play On, which we were talking about yesterday, which is doing these translations of Shakespeare to like make them more contemporary. Um, and I'm, I'm curious if you were to, whether it's to translate or adapt or sort of like loosely base something on one of Shakespeare's plays and do something that is uniquely Christian, like everything you do is like, what would one of Shakespeare's plays become yeah. as like Christian's piece? Ugh. What would, how, but there's so many of them. How can I choose just one? You don't have to. I do some like, I feel like I do some like throwback Bill Rouse stuff and do like three Shakespeare's happening at the same time. But like one is a musical, one is like a ballet and then one is like a rock show. Yeah. And they're all happening and all the characters are like running around in the world where they are and all of their stories are happening at the same time. Which three? Or what's your top Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, so I love a mopey, you know, kind of narrator. So I'm going to have to say Hamlet will be one. Um, I love just, you know, kind of like a romp comedy. So like maybe, um, oh my God, uh, Two Gents, Two Gentlemen of Verona. That's fun. And um, I don't know, some some love story. Uh I don't know. I feel like I'm always partial to R and J, but like, who isn't? <laughs> that's a great one to be partial to. I think yeah. that's a fun trio. They're both. They're all very different. <laughs> but why would you want to put three things that are the same together? I, um, I love that. There's an interesting question in the chat, and I'm interested to take it like a a step further. The question is about like where are like where you find creative energy or like what you derive that from, but especially right now, like when everyone's pool has run run dry. Like I know you're like still out here doing so many projects and taking people's photos. Like, how do you keep pulling creativity out of yourself, especially when it's like it should be like dry? Um how how am I doing that? Um, yeah. I feel like it's really difficult right now because um, theater is, theater is, you know, she's taking a breather for a second, um, for well, more than a second. And so it's one of those things where it's like, I, as, I, as an artist, like have to, it is a part of my well-being to, as an artist, to create things. And so um, the pull, the pull comes from me literally just needing to uh, digest everything that's happening around me. Um, yeah. And so it, it comes from, it's like therapy for me. So I like, I, you know, I have to be, I have to be doing something um, have to be expressing myself in some way as an artist um, because I don't know that's that's what I've been put on this planet to do I guess it's your mental health it's your stability yeah just like minus therapy <laughs> okay. Um, okay I have one little uh, I have one more little question for you so I've been in a rehearsal room with you and that's how we met we met doing a play together um, and I, something that like you've said to me, because like sometimes when we both sort of talk about experiences where we're, we're standing there and we're like, someone is like, you know, making choices or directing the play. And I'm kind of like, it should go this way. Um, and you're like, you should be a director. And I'm like, no, I'm just opinionated. I don't want all that responsibility. Um, what is it like when you're like a cast member, but you're also like maybe one day going to be like a budding director and you're kind of like, 
are you directing the play as you're a cast member of the play? And how do you, how do you, <laughs> are you? <laughs> Am I directing the play? Yes, because I, as an actor, I'm a, a lot of times I'm directing myself, right? You know, working in yeah. a theater, it's like you show up, um, you try something, you do something, you add to, you know, you add on, you add in, um, you drop in. So I feel like, yeah, I'm directing the play because I'm directing me in the play. <laughs> um, but in terms of like, you know, MFA, do I have like the best idea? Um, first of all, I don't think I'd be one of those directors that... Um, who thinks like, you know, my idea is the best idea. Um, so I wouldn't be one of those directors. I feel like in everything that I do, I'm like a collaborative person. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, when it comes down to taste, yeah, I feel like each artist has their own uh, particular taste. I think I have good taste, um, you know? And so yes, yes, sometimes I am directing the play. <laughs> but as an actor, I know when to um, do it and when to not. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm always directing the play too. I just don't normally say anything about it. Oh, I book jobs because I've said things about it. Literally, the show we did together. That's true. I'm it's true. I mean, I think when you're opinionated, people at least know that you're paying attention. Right. So, um, and you're smart. And that what you say and what you add makes sense. And I think what you said is right. Like, it does not matter where the best idea came from. The best idea should always win. No matter, and like, that's why we do a collaborative thing. That's why we put 50 people in a room to work on one big ass musical. It's so that there's 50 ideas about any given thing and it can be noisy, but we always gotta let the best one win. I love it. Hmm, can I give you a reading, babe? Oh my God, please. Yay. Okay, we're gonna go over our things. Um, so, uh, I'm going to do a, I'm going to my quick change now. I love it. I'm going to tell the people the reading I'm going to do. It's going to be one card. Ooh, yes. My, you know, my little head wrap. I'm going to pull one card from the major arcana, which are like, you know, the archetypes we find ourselves occupying on the, on this path of life. And then I'm going to pull one of Shakespeare's sonnets from this incredible, like customized, branded deck of sonnets that the Island Shakespeare Festival made. It's really beautiful. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna pull one of each of those. I've been shuffling these cards and I'm about to bring them on screen and I'm gonna keep cutting the deck and let me know when you're ready for the deck to stop. And then the top card is gonna be your card. Mm. Stop. Thank you. Very clumsy at this on screen. You ready? I'm ready. Hit me. Your card is ooh, the chariot. Now, darling. Yes. You um I forgot to tell you to tell you to vocalize. I know you know. You know what readings are about. I forgot to tell you to vocalize like what's what's going on with you. Um, and then I'm gonna tell you how the chariot explains it, along with the sonnet. What's going on in your mind? Like, what's, what are you thinking about? What's your intention for this? Oh my gosh. Um, someone was, I both, uh, Marley's friend um, 
hi Marley, hi, hi Michael, Marley's friend, um, asked where, you know, where do I find creative energy, creative energy? Um, and it's, it's so funny because that is the thing that I feel like I have really been struggling with or like toying with um, right now. Um, yeah, so like, I just, of course, I've got a lot of um, projects that are there, but they're going on, but they're more so in the process of like, let's like finish them up. Um, but it, when, it, when it comes to starting something new, um, it feels very daunting to try and start something new right now, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm sitting and waiting and um paying attention and like seeing what seeing what comes to me. But um yeah, it's when it comes to I guess finding finding, you know, that that, that right thing or finding that that thing cuz usually when I have an idea, it's like a bell. It's like it totally like resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Um and I just haven't found that thing that's like yes, this is going to be the thing that takes you. Darling, you know what the chariot is all about. It's what everyone's always telling you. And it's what you're like, I hate hearing it. The chariot is saying, keep on keeping on. You are pointed in the right direction and you better keep moving forward with strength, with confidence, with willpower, with determination. We got these. Look at that chariot. Beautiful, right? This chariot has these two little cats, the black and white cat, like symbolizing duality and they're looking in different directions. But, you know, when you have a chariot with two wheels, they both need to be, you know, moving in the same direction to get anywhere. But that, you know, with that duality and with the balance and with the old and with the new and with, you know, the exciting and with the scary, like, comes all of that, you know, comes all of that confident movement towards a destination. You already know what it is. You've already, like, you've been looking at that destination your whole life. And I feel like as it gets closer and clearer, like, you know, also look at this, this person isn't even holding right He's like literally looking down as his chariot is like going on. And I feel like that energy has been like kind of the energy, this whole quarantine of like, just let it go, like let go, stop trying to control what it is or how it is or when it is and just um, release and let go and be led in the direction that you're supposed to be led in. But that's such like, like anything, letting go is a practice. I know. I've been working at it. I've been working at it. And even though that person's not doing anything, they are on a chariot that's moving, honey, and it's moving fast. Maybe it's moving really desert right now, but you got to get through the desert to see what's on the other side. Okay, you're about to get a sauna. You let me know when we're done. Um, right now, let's do it. Pull Ready? It. Ready? Ready. Mm, this is Sonnet 43. Ready for it? Ready. When most I wink, then do mine eyes best see. For all the day they view things unrespected. But when I sleep in dreams, they look on thee, and darkly bright are bright in dark directed. 
Then thou whose shadow, shadows doth make bright, how would thy shadows form, form happy show? To the clear day, with thy much clearer light, when to unseeing eyes thy shade shines so. How would I say mine eyes be blessed made by looking on thee in the living day, when in dead night thy fair imperfect shade through heavy sleep on sightless eyes doth stay. All days are nights to see till I see thee, and nights bright days when dreams do show thee me. Ah, beautiful. Hmm. Absolutely beautiful. It's a good one. Um, yeah, I can already like, I've been having crazy dreams. Like I'm not one of those people who really like remembers their dreams, but like lately they have been like clear as day, like playing like sitcoms in my head. It's crazy. I've been having really weird ones too. I actually haven't told you about them and, and I need to, I'm not going to on air. Um, but I will later. Um, these are, I, I would love for this to be read again. Um, um, please. Would you like to, would you like to read the card, darling? Would you would mind? I like to read it? Yeah, I mean, sure, sure, I'll, sure, okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you, here you go. Wow, 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 wow. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Here we go. When most I wink, then do mine eyes best see. For all the days they view things unrespected. But when I do, but when I sleep, in dreams they look on thee, and darkly bright are bright and dark directed. Then thou, whose shadow shadows doth make bright, could with thy shadows form, form happy show to the clear day with thy much clearer light. When to unseeing eyes thy shade shines so, how would I say mine eyes be blessed made by looking on thee in the living day? When in dead night thy fair imperfect shade through heavy sleep on sightless eye doth stay. All days are nights to see till I see there and night's bright days when dreams do show thee me. Wow. Super dense, right? Oh my God. We all are. But what an incredible sonnet for what you asked about pulling creativity, because that's about absence. It's about sitting in the dark and missing the thing that you love and dreaming of it. And the thought, just the mere thought of that subject illuminates the darkness. Yeah. How wonderful. The imagery is so powerful and when we think about where to pull our creativity the creativity that lights our souls the creativity that gives us purpose the creativity why we are on this earth i think and we're we're like in it we're in that sonnet right now um but the chariot is saying like keep going boo boo i know you hate when people say it and i know it feels like you're not doing anything because you're just like hands down face down on this thing, this like this path that's propelling you forward and you're not really controlling it, but you've done your whole life's work to control it. Like, you know, you've built this chariot with your own damn hands. Like, you know, you've imbued it with the meaning and the purpose and the power. And now you just got to kind of let go and don't stop dreaming of course. Um, this is kind of like the night time. It's like, 
winter is coming. Like we're gonna, we're going into a deep sleep, but when we wake up, it's gonna be, it's gonna be so beautiful to behold on the other side of everything. Will be. But just keep going, sleep. Yeah, I'm excited for us to get there together. Thanks for spending this time with me and with us. Um, yeah, this has been lovely and really special. Thank you for saying yes. Always. Reflecting on that, it might be a unique listening experience because I'm realizing that between Christian and I, because we are partners, there's so much that gets left unsaid in a way. We're able to finish each other's thoughts, understand in a sort of shorthand the things that we're speaking on and the things that we're speaking about. Something that I really want to pull out from what they said is that as queer people or people who do not occupy the dominant social position, we have to create our own measures of success. That's it. There's no other way to say it. If we hold up our yardstick or whatever to the way that straight people or the cis world or the white world set the limits or define what is or is not success, that is just not the T. <laughs> because we're not trying to imitate what they have or create what they already have done. We're not trying to do some sort of second-rate version of imitating their work. We're trying to create our own work. We're trying to create new ways to be artists. We're trying to develop new forms of creativity. And so, like Christian said, you have to be your own barometer. You have to sort of define, like, what does success look like for me in this moment? Not what someone else decides it is, because it's my success. It's for you. Being fortunate enough to spend time with Christian and live with Christian and create with Christian, that is what I've been lucky enough to learn. And it all folds back into living and leading through authenticity, which Christian is the epitome of in my world and in my view. With Christian, I've learned what it means to be a long-term artist, a human who is an artist in everything that you do, whether you're walking down the street or twirling in a musical or working your day job, there's a way you can approach every moment with the artistry of a creative person. And that's what makes me love Christian and be fascinated to watch every single thing that they do because I never know how the creative problem solving will manifest. And it makes life exciting and interesting and beautiful. Even the mundane can be really beautiful when you approach every moment of your life as an opportunity for artistry and for creation. And that is so much what Christian does. You know, we recorded that conversation at the height of a pandemic when he and I and many others were experiencing so many identity crises because we're like, oh, well, we're artists, we're actors, but we're not doing that right now. We don't have that output right now. It speaks so heavily to the way that white supremacy created this productivity measure of worth. And I hope for myself, I hope for Christian, and I hope for you that we 
spend a little bit of time trying to unlearn that and continue trying to unlearn that because of course you are still an artist. You don't need to have something physical to show every week and every month to say, I was an artist this month. You don't need to be lining up project to project to project to project. You're an artist when you leave the theater. You're an artist when you leave the studio because you approach your life that way. You approach the problems you face that way and you encourage other people to do so as well. And that is what being an artist is. That ability to think and wonder and ask and dream expansively. I truly believe that kind of thinking is useful no matter the circumstance, no matter the moment. Whether or not you identify as a creative person, whether or not you have access to the arts in the way that you would like to, I hope that you will not let some (laughs) capitalist measure of what success or what working or what creating is, don't let that define you. Don't let that be the measure of whether or not your artistry is worthy. Because it is. Because it's yours. And the most powerful thing about anyone's artistry is the authenticity. And that does not come from anyone else. That does not come from anything but you. Your spirit. Your art. Thank you so much to Christian. I implore you to look up the Blueprint training program on social media. That's what they talked about at the top of this episode. The work that they are doing is so inspiring. And talk about bringing artistry when it comes to needing creative problem solving. Yes, they're creating a training program for the arts, but they're also sort of building institutional knowledge and resources and filling a gap that really needs to be filled. Kudos to the Blueprint definitely pay attention to them. If you want to check out more of Christian's gorgeous, like hot photography, (laughs) look him up on Instagram, uh, Christian Denzel Buford. Thank you as well to the incredible team behind Tea Cakes and Tarot Conversations with Queer Futurists. They are my co-creator, Erin Murray, our producer, the Island Shakespeare Festival, our graphic designer, Ray Catherine Morgan, and our sound engineer, Orion Schwalm. Okay, here we go. You're going to get one more reading. Of Sonnet 43. When most I wink, then do mine eyes best see, for all the day they view things unrespected. But when I sleep, in dreams they look on thee, and darkly bright are bright in dark directed. Then thou, whose shadow shadows doth make bright, how would thy shadows form, form happy show, to the clear day with thy much clearer light? When to unseeing eyes thy shade shines so. How would, I say, mine eyes be blessed made By looking on thee in the living day, When in dead night thy fair and perfect shade Through heavy sleep on sightless eyes doth stay. All days are nights to see till I see thee, And nights bright days when dreams do show thee me. Do me a favor, y'all. Try to say goodbye to that imposter syndrome. Drink a glass of water. And until the next time, keep on shining. (laughs) 